what is the transfer portal? If you've got a friend who, who's asking you this, well, first of all, they need to, to get familiar with Google. That would certainly help them out in this situation. But this is the time of year when the transfer portal becomes a big talking point, And uh, I want to help you get ready for uh, that season of college football as it approaches here in just a couple of weeks. Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton. I'm managing editor over at heartlandcollegesports.com. And uh, today we are just covering the transfer portal, what it means, what it's going to operate like this year, uh, maybe in comparison and contrast to, to how it's looked over the last couple of years. And we've got quite a bit to talk about, uh, considering December 6th is, is when this thing opens up. So let's say you are standing around the uh, the water cooler, the watering hole, if you will, at work next week. And somebody who is is perhaps new to college football walks up and and asks you this question: What what's the transfer portal? Well, uh, first of all, welcome to Earth. Second of all, uh, the transfer portal is where college football players can take their talents elsewhere. Um, essentially, what the transfer portal is is it gives players an opportunity to put themselves out there, gauge interest from from other programs, and potentially get out of a situation which they have deemed not positive enough or uh, feel maybe there might be better opportunities out there for them. This gives them an avenue to look at other places, uh, to look at other schools. And so with that... The transfer portal allows players to enter themselves via waiver into this portal and uh, have contact with with other programs. And so as of late, uh, last couple of years, it's become very common. Uh, We see over half of college football starting quarterbacks are are transfer uh, quarterbacks, guys that have started one place and have gone to another. And we see them uh we we see this this has become just a very typical way that co- college football coaches manage their rosters so this online database uh, of players they are uh, pretty much a way, it's a way for the NCAA to you can have a schools uh you can have your schools compliant Let, let's just do it this way if i'm a player Brian Clinton wants to enter the transfer portal what would i do so I would go to the compliance office at my school and I would say, I, I would like to enter the transfer portal. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not happy. I'm not happy here. I feel like there's other opportunities out there for me. I would like to enter the transfer portal. So within typically the next couple of days, my name would end up in this online database. And at that point, I could start uh, receiving interest or receiving um some some talks from from other coaches other coaches from other places can can come and talk to me now we can we can get the ball rolling on on potentially me moving somewhere else and so at that point uh we we are we're looking for a an opportunity to to go somewhere else what happens can i can i do this at any time sure you can enter your name into the transfer portal at any time however Doing so outside of the new Windows r- rule, 
which we'll talk about in just a second. If you if you sit if you do so outside of your uh, sports official window, you've got to sit out a year. You've got to sit out for one year if if you do that. So, uh, college football now has two windows: uh, one which follows the regular season, and then one that follows uh, the wrapping of of spring uh, spring football. And I misspoke earlier. It is not December 6th, but December 3rd, which is one day after conference championships are over with. So the same day on which we will get the college football playoff field, the field of four teams, we will also see a flurry of players enter their name into the transfer portal. Um, After that opens on the 3rd, it will remain open for 30 days. And it will close at the end of the day on... New Year's on January 1, 2024. So that is a little different than what we've seen. Last year, players had 45 days to enter their names into the transfer portal after the regular season, and and then the NCAA decided to change that rule, cut the the window down to 30 days, and and that just, it it makes it easier for for players and or coaches uh, to to operate going into the offseason. So I, Brian Clinton, have I've, I've entered my name in the transfer portal. Let's say that uh, I, I look at what I've got out there, the options that I have, not much interest coming in, one or two schools, and I've decided, you know, maybe this was a quick, this, this was a rash decision. I, I think I'm going to stick around. Can I do that? Yes, you can. You you can uh, come back to the school you were you were with or are with uh, after you've entered the transfer world. Now, that does not mean that my coach has to let me come back. Uh, you know, that they, 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 once I enter the transfer portal, if they decide my, my scholarship is going to be better used elsewhere, uh, you certainly may run into a situation where they, they don't, uh, they don't have to honor that scholarship anymore. And so, um, there is there there's some ebb and flow on that. If you're if you upset if if a player upsets a coach, um, or the player's upset and, and enters their name into the into the portal, a lot of times they're just they're immediately removed from the team. So uh, it's a sticky situation. This is probably one of those times where it's best to uh, just operate with with 100% transparency for players. Um, and, and that is, that's certainly something that, that you're going to see, uh, across the board on both sides of the fence, whether or not, uh, players are, are happy, uh, and maybe just looking to finish, they, they just need a fresh start or, or whether they're just ready to get the hell out of Dodge. Um, you know, that, that is, that's something that you're going to see around the country. Now, how many players are in the portal? So at this time, uh as of this is it is november 21st around 4 p.m there are just under 140 players in the transfer portal now that is divisions that is division one that's division two i mean we're talking all the way uh down to the you know schools like holy cross and and Penn. there's guys out there that are that are entering their names into the portal um this number will drastically increase. Uh, you know, whenever the co- when the college football season comes to an end, we will see a lot of guys enter the portal. And I mean, this is this this is going to go well into to four figures. I would be, I would imagine 
at some point in time, if we if we just look at past years, you've probably got somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 players entering the portal at some point. So uh, this is a huge, huge deal. Uh, unfortunately, over 50% of the guys that enter the portal, they, they never come out of it. Uh, you, you've got, I believe, last year, 52% of the players that entered the transfer portal never found another home. And so this is, it's a risk for these players. I think that they're well, uh, well aware of the situation that they are putting themselves in. Once you uh, pretty much say, I don't want that scholarship offer anymore, there is no guarantee out there that you are, are going to find something else. Now, your bigger, your bigger names, um, you know, the, the Caleb Williams of the world, you're obviously a lot of times you're almost almost spoken for by the time you enter the portal. Um, you know, there there is tampering that goes on. This is something that's happened for years. Um, but more often than not, in your everyday case, you, you, you don't really know what's going to happen. So um, this is this is something that is is interesting that we're we're going to see a lot of changes to over the years but as of right now this is kind of what we're operating under now what are some extenuating circumstances that you might find uh this year uh, in particular that that you need to keep up with so one one thing uh and this one this is a big one the NCAA this year has given players up to 30 days uh to enter the transfer portal without penalty if if their head coach is fired. So, exa- for example, uh, we recently saw both Mississippi State and Texas A&M decide to fire their head coaches. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, obviously, being uh, the the head coach at Texas A&M, and and Zach Arnett was was fired after uh, one season with um, with Mississippi State. He was formerly their defensive coordinator. Took over after Mike Leach's passing. Um, things didn't work out. So those two guys uh, those two guys are gone. So after after they left, uh, we saw a couple of players from Texas A&M, several players from Mississippi State enter the transfer portal. Will those guys have to sit out for a year? No, they will not. Those guys are, are able to enter the portal uh, because they did so within their 30-day window following their coach being fired. Therefore, they are now able to uh, just see what's out there for themselves. Um, it's it's a good thing for the players, obviously. If, if the guy that brought you in is gone and you want to look elsewhere this this is a good thing for players uh the ncaa for once got this one right so that that's a good thing um you're going to see more uh obviously from those schools jump in uh, and it's a tricky situation here because the way that administrators and uh and assistant coaches the way that schools all the way up to the president level are are handling firings and hirings now they have to take this transfer portal into account because the timing is is important. If let's say let's say Texas A and M for example drags their feet, um, they they don't find the right guy right away here. They don't name a guy before the the transfer portal window opens, uh, or God forbid before it closes. You leave players in a situation where there's a lot of uncertainty and obviously most of those guys are going to look elsewhere. We don't know who our head coach is going to be, so why don't we go somewhere that is? Um it's it's a tricky situation. And so 
I, I think that this year uh, you're going to see, I would almost guarantee that the, the, the Texas A&M and Mississippi State, for that matter, are going to have guys named before that window closes, before that window maybe even opens. Um, because on the other side of it, when, you know, when, when, when coach X is, is hired at Texas A&M, he needs to be able to go into that portal and get the guys that he needs, uh, that he feels he needs to build a roster. If, uh, and this is, this is purely speculatory that there's no, there's no, uh, information behind this. If Deion Sanders, let's just say for some reason that Deion Sanders is the guy that that Texas A&M goes out there and gets. They go grab him from from Colorado, and um, he's the guy at Texas A&M. Now this isn't going to happen. Shadur Sanders uh, can't transfer again. He's already used his one time transfer rule or uh, waiver. He's not going to leave. Uh, Dion's not going to leave Colorado for for A and M right now. But if that did happen, uh, he left Shadur and, and Shiloh behind. Um, you would need as many opportunities to build a roster as possible for him to be competitive going into next year. So if that's the case, if that's what he wants to do, the best thing you can do is get him in there right away and make sure that he can assess the roster, assess the coaching staff, get everything lined out before that that transfer portal opens. That way he's ready to strike. Your coach is ready to strike and make uh, the moves necessary, clean out the roster, what he feels is unnecessary there, and then fill those spots back once the, once the window opens. Um, that's going to be the, uh, the key for, for some of these schools. Now, um, it'll be interesting to, to see how this all plays out because again, there are things changing each and every year in the rules, but, uh, at least now we know for a fact that you've got 30 days if you're a player, uh, on December 3rd, and then you, you've got to enter before the, the, uh, you've got to enter before the first of the year. So, uh, another question that, that I seem to get often on this one is, um, once, once a player enters the portal is there is there a time limit on when he is able to um when he's able to go to his new school can he can can a player that enters the portal uh on december 3rd can he just up and decide to uh, he finally gets an opportunity come march and um somebody calls and and he's available and and he makes his way uh, to his new school in March, can he do that? Is there any way he's going to be held off? No, he he absolutely can do that. That is that's one hundred percent under the rules. His name is already in the portal. Um, putting your name there is really where the rule lies. Um, it's just going to be a matter of uh, of interest being there, um, given the timing. So it's just not very often you see somebody out there for that long. Uh, all of a sudden, get 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 some interest but injuries do happen in spring football that is a part of the game and so it does happen uh but but again no one once you've entered the portal you are able to to join your new school uh given the opportunity uh whenever that happens whenever that comes along now i believe there are rules on eligibility uh with with regard to the next season starting up um you know i think that that you do need to be on on roster before a certain point. I don't think this is a free agency thing where middle of the season 
uh, a, a coach can go out and grab just another scholarship player uh, in in October because he just lost his quarterback. It doesn't work that way. But prior to this, prior to the season beginning, uh, I, I believe you are able to um, just you're able to hop on and be eligible at that point. So. Um, I hope that this helps. I hope that this is something that kind of helps you get prepared for uh, the upcoming portal season because it is such a huge part of, of college football now. Uh, this is this is something that we're going to see become more and more a part of how uh, rosters are managed all over the country. And as coaches move and are fired and hired and, and things change behind the scenes, you're going to see the transfer portal continue to be a big part of of what happens in the sport that we all love and and uh, it's just something you're going to have to get used to. So um be ready for it. This is this is something that your team is going to be affected by uh whether positively or negatively it will happen. And so come December 3rd be ready for it um because there there's going to be some changes uh that happened as a result of that. And and then again, this is maybe the less talked about uh, window, but there is one right there after the uh, um, right there after the spring practices have wrapped up, and so uh, you'll also see for 30 days a player's able to to leave if they didn't like how the spring practice went, uh, and can end up somewhere else before summer starts up. Okay, I think we uh, we've covered it all here on the transfer portal. That's what you need to know going in. And uh, we we do have some big names out there already. Uh, Tyler Shuck from Texas Tech just entered his name in the transfer portal here just a few days ago. Spencer Petras, former Iowa quarterback, entered his name in there as well. We saw Raymond Cottrell, uh, former five-star or four-star wide receiver uh, at Texas A&M. He, he entered the transfer portal uh, and is a guy that, that obviously will have plenty of interest Eric McAllister at uh, Boise State, another wide receiver that did so. Um, so there, there's guys all over the place that are going to enter their uh, enter the transfer portal here pretty quickly. Uh, that's kind of what we've seen for now, though. And uh, I'm just warning you, be ready because there are big names coming in the portal here in just a couple of uh, weeks. And it may or may not shock you, but at least if you're listening to this podcast, you'll be prepared to know exactly what can and cannot happen uh, whenever it comes time for the transfer portal window to open. All right, that's going to wrap it for us tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening in. And and, uh, again, if you guys really, if you enjoy the podcast, do me a favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. That that helps us out tremendously. It helps get more listeners in. And uh, this is is something that, that we enjoy. We do every week. You can find our, our shows midweek on, on anywhere you're finding your podcasts. And uh, make sure you're, you're liking that. If you do give us a, a, uh, a five-star rating and review, if you send a screenshot of that, just take a screenshot on your phone, send it over to Pete Mundo, P-E-T-E-M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Just email that over to him, and uh, he's going to get you a Heartland College Sports koozie out in the mail it's 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 a nice koozie nice clean clear white we've got crisp white there with with uh with a great red logo on it you're gonna love it uh if you want one of those just all you've got to do is is send that screenshot of that five-star rating and review uh and he'll get one of those out to you in the mail he sends them out every week so uh do that you'll get one of these in the mail you'll really like it we really enjoy you guys listening 
And uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, This is Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.